Welcome to the Mislabeled Podcast, a podcast made by women, for women, and about women. Three ladies from different walks of life tackle the topics that nobody is talking about. So buckle up, babes, because here, nothing is off the table, unless you are on the table. Good morning, witches. Happy October. Welcome to the Mislabeled Podcast. This is your host for the day, Ashley Rogers, and I am here with my lovely co-host, Jessica Villegas. Hello, hello. And Dr. Shweta Vitell. Hey, guys. Today, we are going to be talking about toxic positivity. For those who are not aware of what toxic positivity is, um, it is the belief that no matter how dire or difficult a situation is, people should always maintain a positive mindset. Um, And this can be destructive in multiple ways because it dismisses others' difficult feelings and it doesn't validate their feelings. Um, it, it tends to have people hide their painful emotions as well. Um, so I just kind of wanted to see what your opinions on the, this were. I mean, not everybody hates toxic positivity. Maybe you are, maybe you're pro. Um, maybe how you respond to somebody who is pummeling you with toxic positivity. And just your thoughts in general. Well, I think when somebody says pummeling, I generally don't respond positively. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. So should I go? Can I go? Yeah. Go ahead. To speak, please. When did we start asking? Yeah, we don't ask. You talk to my person. I'm being awkward today. Yeah. Um, I have the host crown on today, um, but you do not need her majesty's permission. I'm afraid. (laughs) I I mean, I don't. So as someone who very often looks for opportunity in things that are difficult to go through, I don't see where having a mindset of what can I learn from this and how can this difficult situation help me to maybe appreciate this or that or have greater insights to how to handle a similar situation the next time or whatever. Like I'm always looking for ways to learn and grow through difficult situations. And I'm also very frequently asking my clients the same thing. And it isn't to diminish the feelings because we should feel the feelings, but then we, and we acknowledge them and we say, Hey, you're there. I see you. You're real. Um, But what can we do here to still be productive and still be moving forward so that we don't find ourselves in a deep, dark slump for an extended period of time. Right. And I don't know if that would. That's yeah, that would not be toxic positivity. No. Okay. Um, So toxic positivity does not allow any space for negative emotion. Um, Toxic positivity Um, is the good vibes only. Um, um, Yes. So 
I agree. Like, um, and I think that's why um, so many people gravitate toward you, Jessica, is that you are able to find that silver lining. You know, anytime, um, I know anytime that I have a problem, you'll, you're pretty immediately able to validate my feelings, but then say, hey, like, but look at this. Like, look at what you learned from this, you know, like, and how can you make it better? Whereas toxic positivity would be more like, just look on the bright side without leaving any space for the grief or the emotion that that person is feeling. Do you think that those comments mean what I said just in a very wrapped up way? I believe that those comments are people who are emotionally incapable of dealing with the emotions of others. Okay. Just playing devil's advocate. Yeah. But I no, can no, see, like, why I think this is, this is a good topic. Um, like the people who are good vibes only, does that mean you're not my friend when I'm feeling down? <laughs> does that mean you're not my friend when I'm going through a hard time? Does that mean I'm not safe around you unless I'm in a good mood? You know, I feel like whenever we kind of generalize an emotional state for ourselves, isn't that us not really being present and mindful? Like if we're going to say that we are only going to associate with a positive attitude, high energy, positive vibes, whatever you want to call it, and not leave room, not just for others, but even for ourselves, right? Because the folks who are having this attitude of positive, toxic positivity, which they probably don't associate as toxic positivity, they just probably associate it as we're eternally positive. We are always positive. And so, but if you like kind of take a second to think about what they're doing within themselves as they are refusing to acknowledge negative feelings, which is therefore, in my opinion, you're, you're rejecting a part of yourself, aren't you? Isn't this like going back into not validating your own emotions? You know, forget other people validating you. Like you are literally saying to yourself, you are not allowed to experience something that is anything but positive. And, and it's a great goal, but I don't think it's you know, a realistic state of being. Not to mention, isn't that why we all have addictions and drug problems and drinking problems? Because we're chronically chasing a single state of being. We don't want to feel the other state. We want to be numb yeah. to the other side. Here, it just happens to be negative feelings. But for others, it could be, you know, also negative feelings. Like they don't want to mm -hmm. feel whatever they identify as a negative state. And so that's why people, you know, use narcotics and people drink till they are completely incapacitated. They're trying to reject that state instead of experiencing it. And sadly, you know, that's part of being alive is experiencing the negative and the positive, right? Like, how do you even, how do you even know that things feel good if you can't recognize or acknowledge when things feel bad like it's a 
the first thing you do when you're in a hot tub and it, the water starts to get a little cool is you step out and you get back in and then it's like all over again. It's like, woohoo, right? But that moment you're stepping out, you're, you're acknowledging that I'm going to have to get a little colder before I feel that nice hot temperature again. And I think that's, that's perhaps what people who are on this perpetual quest for only positive attitude are perhaps really denying themselves. Yeah. And then to project that to, onto others, I mean, that's fine. We don't have to be around that. And yes, it is absolutely, especially if you're seeking them out as a friend and you're relying on them for support, um, it can be very aggravating and frustrating to have somebody just say, no, you know, there's no point in thinking about that. Like, you know, hey, it could be worse. Like, it could be worse. Yes, you're right. It could be worse. I could not have enough water to like flush the toilet. When you compare life to that, everything in my life is going extremely well. Um, but that's not, that's to the person on this side definitely sounds dismissive. Um, and I do think that that holds a lot of people back from getting help. And it has held me back a lot in the past too, because I'm like, well, you know, my trauma is not as bad as other people's. So like, why should I complain? Right? Why should I feel like I need to get help when so many people have had it so much worse than me? Why am I complaining about that? It could be worse. Yeah. It's not a competition. I really don't like it when people do that. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. Like as soon as you start sharing something negative, they're like, oh, welcome to my life. Anything could be worse, right? We talk about the state of affairs right now overseas, right? Mm -hmm. If those people complained, would you say, "Oh, but then it could be worse," right? Yeah. It's not a it's not a competition. And I think that when somebody is like you were saying earlier, Ashley, you know, they might question whether it's really okay for them to even vocalize or complain, right? But it's I would say, you know, to our listeners, like in that scenario, really you're not complaining. It's not always to complain. It's sometimes just to acknowledge, you know, to like put it out there and like feel your feelings. People really hate to feel their feelings. And sometimes the only way that you can really kind of tap into that is by like what we call venting, but like vocalizing it, you know, getting it out of you. And um, and to anybody who's listening, uh, including maybe folks of the opposite gender, saying welcome to my life or, oh, you think that's bad, may elicit a direct roundhouse kick from me. <laughs> and then I'd be like, you're right. At least it's not as bad as how you feel now post roundhouse kick. But what if we're talking about the same experience or a similar experience with a person and I were to say, or you were to say, oh my gosh, I, I saw so-and-so today. And can you believe they would do X, Y, Z? And if I were to say something like, well, if you think that's bad, that same person did ABC. Like, is that? I think like what, what maybe... And correct me if I'm wrong, Jessica, but I feel like maybe what you're trying to sort of put up there for the purposes of distinction is 
how do you show empathy and understanding, like you're commiserating with the person that's verbalizing their emotion uh. without necessarily sounding like you are dismissing them by having experienced it and you're currently doing fine. You know, so there's like that line of how you handle information that somebody gives you that's bothering them and to show them that you're relating to them, part of the validation process, right? Like in med school, we, we literally have an entire um, class on this of like how to, how to make a patient feel validated. And part of it is like showing that you can relate. And Why do you have to go to med school for stuff like this? Can't this just be normal? I mean, life? because they don't do it in school, you know? So by the time we get to med school, we're just shy of being psychopaths who may be like serial killers <laughs> and now actually have tools to do it without being detected. And so they kind of weed us out by giving us this school, one class. It's all the kids who were like, hey, I want to do surgery as a hobby. <laughs> you know who? You know who does that? I think we know somebody who does that. I just want to do it as a hobby. As a hobby. Is it? Is it I can't remember. Seven-year-old? Uh-huh. I think her name is Shmena. 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 <laughs> her name is Shmena. Yeah. So. Shmena Podgers. Yeah, so, Shmena Podgers. Son, uh, daughter of Fustin. <laughs> And vastly. Yeah. So, so there's a, there's a big difference, you know, between optimism and, and toxic positivity and, and we'll go over that after a word from our sponsors. Attention all super moms. Life can get busy and finding time for yourself can feel like a constant uphill battle, but fear not, Level Up Strength and Nutrition is here to help you reclaim your strength and vitality, no matter how hectic your schedule is. Introducing our fitness solution for busy moms, the Muscle Mommy Method. Are you struggling to find time to exercise amidst juggling family work and endless to-do lists? We've got your back. Our specialized fitness program is designed with busy moms like you in mind. Embrace fitness on your terms customized workouts. Say goodbye to cookie cutter routines. Our certified coaches tailor workouts to suit your fitness level and available time. Virtual flexibility. No need to rush to the gym to meet a trainer at 5 a.m. Our virtual fitness coaching lets you work out whenever and wherever you want, at home, in the park, or on the go. Quick and effective. Our time-efficient workouts pack a punch. Get maximum results in minimal time so you can focus on what truly matters, your family and yourself. Empowering moms one workout at a time. We understand the unique challenges moms face and we're here to lift you up. Our supportive community of strong moms will be your cheerleaders, motivating you every step of the way. Embrace a healthier and happier you. Take the first step towards a vibrant and energized life. Let Level Up Strength and Nutrition be your partner in this incredible journey to becoming the best version of yourself. Call or text 321-236-0352 to book your free consultation and discover how our fitness program fits seamlessly into your busy life. Level Up Strength and Nutrition, empowering moms to thrive one workout at a time. That was a great advertisement. Welcome back. 
All right. So right before we uh, hopped off for that advertisement, we were talking about toxic positivity versus optimism, because I feel like um, there's still some confusion and maybe people who are listening are like, well, what's wrong with like being optimistic and being positive? Like, no, I'm not saying we should all be Debbie Downers, but yes, but it it's possible. More relatable. Yeah, it does make you more relatable, you know, um, it's, Dark it's and possible, and, it, and it's great to be optimistic. Um, but people going through trauma don't need to be told to stay positive, or everything happens for a reason. Um, you know, like when somebody passes away, especially unexpectedly, the whole "everything happens for a reason" thing. Like you're, you don't want to hear that in that moment. At least I don't. So, yeah. I mean, there's so much that kind of, that triggers, not triggers, but that like comes up for me when when you're saying that. Um, Because, you know, some cultures have a belief system based off of that. Like everything happens for a reason. There is an all-knowing, you know, omniscient um, being or force or universe, whatever we relate that to. And that, everything does happen for a reason. So then that brings me into like the level of like, or the area of faith, right? Like, so everything happens for a reason. I have faith that there is a purpose behind even the pain I'm experiencing. And so now we're getting into that spectrum on the deep other side, which is like Mm -hmm. positivity, you know, on the level of, is it like, is how do you distinguish that from just being faith, having faith? or being religious or I think it comes down to empathy like we were talking before I think you can say it in a more empathetic way so I guess what you're saying is like toxic positivity is just blatantly no room for anything else and that's why it's toxic toxic (laughs) and not it's gaslighting yes right it's making that person feel shame for feeling what they're feeling yeah right yeah, because I can see people having faith like without making you feel bad for not necessarily agreeing with their faith, um, like vocalizing their personal belief systems without necessarily negating yours. Um, that's yeah, that's. I mean, I think you hit the ha- you hit the hail on the nail. I hit the hammer with the nail. Yeah. <laughs> what were you saying, Jessica? I I, j- I think a lot of toxic positivity. This is just me being optimistic. Um, is we love you for it. We love you for it. It's probably unintentional. You know, I believe that. Good. They just don't realize that they're bad. Yes. <laughs> and they have, they have habits, right? And so their way of comforting someone might seem like a dismissive comment when really deep down what they mean is what I said at the beginning of the podcast. Okay. Right? Yes. Yeah, but they just don't know how to say it better. So maybe it's when you want to comfort your friend, do better, right? When you want to show that you want to be there for someone, maybe do better at saying that. Because yes, things could be worse. And yes, other people are going through things. And yes, one day you will miss the horrible messes that your small children and your large children leave. Maybe one day you will miss those, but 
telling people things like enjoy it while you can, or welcome to my life or those things Mm -hmm. like it, they aren't helpful. So then you come across as being someone who is, I don't know, callous. Yeah. I'm also going to kind of throw this out here. I think it's a defense mechanism on that person's side to be able to cut people out if they feel like they are being negative all the time. Okay, here we go. So, (laughs) Well, there are those people who are constantly negative. Yes. And I definitely, I was just thinking about that today, you know, like, which, um, which is so strange because somehow we've navigated this conversation into here, but I was just thinking, I'm like, I spend so much of my time alone and it's, and you know, I was kind of just sitting with my thoughts about it. And it's like, no, it's intentionally that I do that. It's intentional that I do that. Um, and the simplest reason behind it is like, to protect my energy, like to protect my state of my, my wellness and my mind. And what am I protecting that from? Well, I believe I'm doing some important work. I have a vision and I'm working towards it. And I really need to be in that positive, but like, you know, clear, focused, resilient mindset. And I don't, have room for people who are not either contributing to that or definitely not people who are prone to being, you know, as they call them, energy vampires. Like, mm-hmm. and I think like when I was younger, there was, there was, what did there? you say? Dementors. Dementors. Oh, yeah. Dementors, yeah. I think when I was younger, like I would have so much more, um, I don't know if I would call it tolerance, but like I did show a lot more patience than I now think maybe I should have, but it would be draining because it would just, you know, you feel like you're spent from um, being around someone who is constantly negative or, and again, not like negative, like as in I'm toxically positive and I can't handle your negativity, but more like the negativity phase on one topic never ends. And if it ends, then it's almost like searching in the vacuum for mm-hmm. where to find home next. You know, it's like if one problem is solved, that person just, that's their identity. They cannot find a peaceful state unless they feel like they are a victim of something. That and used to be me. It used to be me. I think we yeah. all have been there at some yeah. point, right? Like sometimes and we, and you can acknowledge it and be like, yeah. you know what? I feel like I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to be a little bit of a little bitch right now. I'd be a little bitch. I'm just going to sit here and call the ambulance because I just feel like doing wah, wah. But you know what? Sometimes that's okay. And sometimes yeah. we need that. But to always do that. Right. Here I think is the single most important question. And I swear to God that this question saves my marriage. And I'm going to sit here right next to my husband, Fustin, who can only hear me talk. So he has no idea what you guys are saying. Um, is what do you need right now? Do you need me to help you solve your problems? Or do you just want someone to hold space for you? Ooh, that's so hot. I'd have to start doing so, it right then and there. So hot right now. Me or Fustin? You. Um, so <laughs> so I, I think that going through that approach of what do you need right now? 
right? Like mm-hmm. when Jessica has a problem, what what do you need? That like never happens. Do you need me to come over to just to just sit with you? Do you need space? And it's okay to tell me that you just need space. I'm not going to be offended. Do you need me to bring you a chocolate cake? Do you, you know, like, what do you need? And I feel like we should be more comfortable just asking our friends that and be more comfortable answering honestly of like, Hey, like I had a friend this morning who's going through something and her way of letting me know was prefacing it with, please don't respond to this. I don't want to talk about this, but this is what's going on. I will contact you when I feel like I'm in an okay place to talk about it. That is such baller level self-awareness. Like, boom. But she's letting me know I care about you enough to let you know what's going on, but I'm setting a boundary. But heck, she's letting herself know. Yeah. How many people can't even like... A long time ago. I just think like how many people aren't even able to take a second to be with their thoughts feel their feelings, acknowledge what they need from themselves, and then set those boundaries or verbalize that out to the people that they consider to be their support system, right? Like, oh my God, I think so many um, husband and wife partnerships would be like different if that kind of communication was happening. Like, honey, I just need to vent. I don't need you to do anything about this, but I do need you to just be there and hold me while I vent and just say, Oh my God, I can't believe that. Or is there more? What else happened? Are you Mm -hmm. sure you're, is there anything else you can think of? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I have, I have a little list here before we, before we stop of um, if you are a toxic, if you are just now realizing you are a toxic positivity person, that's okay. That's okay because we're going to combat that. There's still time. So some phrases, we're going to go through some, some toxic positivity phrases. And then instead of those, you could try these other ones. So things like number one on this list, it could be worse. Maybe try, hey, I know this is hard. What can I do to help? This is like a Sesame Street episode today. I, think. I love and- it. Everything happens for a reason. It's okay to feel bad about this. Look at the bright side. I know nobody can see my gestures. Look at the bright side. It can be hard to see anything good about this, but we'll make sense of it later. I really like that one because it's letting that person know, like, we're going to make sense of this together later. And if you don't agree with any of these, because Jessica, I can't read your face. I can never read your face. Um, Just pop in and say something. (laughs) Never quit or give up. If it's not working, it's okay to give up. Maybe we can refocus. I want your opinion on that one, Jessica. Um. Did you say, what, what was the, the phrase yeah, not to speak? You should just give up. Never quit or give up. Never quit or give that up. That would be the toxic toxicity, mm-hmm. the toxic positivity statement. Yeah. I, I like the alternative. I think also um, 
what you could say is like, is this truly something that you value? Because yeah. in the work that I do, when something isn't fulfilling and you feel like you want to give up, it's important to go back to your values and then look at some of the goals you have set for yourself and analyze whether or not this fits into that. Yeah. So if it doesn't, you might want to give up. You might want to quit because it's just not fulfilling and you don't feel yeah. good about it. And it's not exactly even giving up or quitting, but the refocusing part. How many times have I had to refocus within my own business in order to not give up on my whole business, right? Okay, here's positive vibes only. Mm. Learn to accept good and bad vibes. It's okay to feel. And the last one, oh God, this one. I did it, so can you. Oh God. Mm-hmm. And I never use this in, in, in my testimonials, like my fitness testimonials, any of that stuff. I never use the, if I can do it, so can you, because nobody is living the same life. Although that's right. an excellent statement when you're trying to guilt a good friend into doing something for you. Okay. We're not talking about that. <laughs> I did it. So can you, it's okay that you're struggling. We all deal with problems in our own ways. So just, just, you know, rephrasing, like, like Jessica said, I don't think most people with to- the toxic positivity, I don't think they're being malicious. I think they just don't quite have that emotional intelligence there to raise it. Yeah. In a way that is helpful and validating for the other person. Well, we don't have a lot of critical thinkers in this world, unfortunately. So they don't ever think about those things. So they just continue on with their. That was Jessica Villegas. She said it. Awful. Yeah, and you all knew you were thinking it. They don't think. They just do it. They just it's say. A, yeah, it is. It's easier to say, if I can do it, so can you. It's easier to say, don't give up. Don't quit. Good vibes only. Stop I don't, the button. Can I also just say how impressed I am that Shweta did a full, magnificent face of makeup during this entire podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Why you got to bust my spot for me? What? I, I thank just, you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, um, I, I, I was thinking I wouldn't be able to do two things at once, like think and apply. But guess what? Because you're a critical thinker and a critical applier. Uh-huh. I don't know. I, I would have given up on the makeup 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that whole conversation we had about like how certain things bring you joy, so you should do them? Yeah. 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 Makeup. It's an yeah. art. It's an art. It's an art. Yeah. Well, ladies, this has been <clears throat> a wonderful podcast. Um, if you listeners are still suffering from toxic positivity, don't forget, there's still time. Yeah. Balance it out with some toxic negativity. <laughs> <laughs> no? Could you That's, give us an example of was, toxic negativity? That was not the message we were trying to leave the audience with? Give us an example. Oh, okay. Um, you suck and will never accomplish anything. You know what? This shit is so horrible. We might as well just give up. Yeah, we should. This is the, this what, is the what last is, episode. What's even the point? I knew this was going to happen. What's even the point? 
What's the point? This okay, always happens. And then why did this, you do it? This always happens. You're not very smart if you knew it was going to happen and you did it anyway. <laughs> this is why we need a Jessica. That's, that's another <laughs> toxic negative thing to say. Well, you must be stupid if you're experiencing this again because you could have known same result for same action. Yeah, that's not a very smart individual. We're not friends. Yeah. I can't be around people who are unrealistic like that. That's why we hang out because we don't do that. Yeah. Well, we are all very complex. We all have positive and negative feelings. I really, don't think we do. I really think that all of us are realistically spectrum. malignant and we're just trying to pretend, you know? Well, I'm still tapping into my inner toxic negative, okay? I just want no, to put it out there. And I'm say, having a hard time. It Jessica feels like I did put daggers in my summoning circle. So, what the yeah. hell does that even mean? Yeah, well, you didn't even put anything in my summoning circle. So, I definitely missed <sighs> a text thread. You we'll sure post. did. Um, <laughs> a cookie and a pair of daggers. Well, sure ladies and gents, keep it real, keep it positive, but not too much because you got to be perfect, <laughs> but not too perfect because you got to be real. We mean it. Bye. <laughs> this has been the Mislabel Podcast. But um, 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 um,